gospel, right? So, so take a minute, take a moment in yourself, uh, in your minds, in your hearts, and think about why you glorify God. If you can't come up with an answer, then that may be why we struggle sometimes to glorify God if, if we don't know why. Why? For me, it's real easy to understand and to know why I glorify God. All I have to do is think about where I was and where I am. I mean, it's simple for me. I, I, I was in a, a, a dark and, and, a, and an evil place for a lot of years. I was even there to the point that I didn't really know it was that dark or that evil until I finally hit the bottom. But I have a place where I came from. I have a place where God brought me from. He chose me. Man, I didn't have no choice but to choose Him. I didn't have nowhere else to choose. But I, through all of that, He loves me and He kept me. He always kept me in His mind. He always would remind me from time to time, hey, I'm still here. You know, what are you doing? I'm still here when you're coming. My hand's out here. All you got to do is reach and grab it. But again, I think if we can answer the question to ourselves, why do we glorify God? What, what has God done for us? What has God done for me so that it will make it easy for me to glorify? I mean, think about it. In every relationship we've had, it's been a give and take, right? So again, think about it that way. What has God done for you? And if you don't have anything up here that you think God has done for you, then maybe that's the problem. Maybe you think you've did it all. Maybe you think families did it all. Maybe you think a school did it all. Maybe you think a job did it all. But I promise you, you're going to hit that wall one day and you realize, just like Pastor said, I mean, I'm not participating in a lot of the stuff that goes on in the world, but it's still going on around me. But you're going to hit that wall one day when you realize that it's been God this whole time. It's been God at work. It's been God in your family. It's been God that delivered you from sin. It's been God that delivered you out of jail. It's been God that delivered you out of, out of a drunk tank. It's been it's God that delivered you from uh, divorce and social issues, uh, homosexuality, whatever it is. It's been God that has pulled you up by your bootstraps and put you where you're at today. So remember, if you remember nothing else, just try to focus on why you glorify God. And I promise you, it will make your walk glorifying God a whole lot easier. Hey, there we go. Good job. Just making sure I have a microphone right. It's good to see everybody this morning. Glad y'all are here. Um, and it's it's wonderful to be in the house of God again. Thank y'all, all the women who came and worked. I don't think there was any men involved. Oh, Cody put the tree up, and I think Daddy was here. He brought something. Yeah. So good job. <laughs> I wouldn't name names, but I don't want to forget anybody. So thank y'all. It looks amazing out there. That's right. Good. Thank you, Ronald. <laughs> that done a good job. Awesome job. Maybe we'll get that first place ribbon this week, right? That's right. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um. So don't forget, Pat mentioned it, but this Saturday we'll be we'll be serving from eight to two um, Saturday morning over here. We'll have a tent set up right in front of the town hall, and um, we'll have coffee and donuts that morning. Then then uh, bottled waters and coffee we'll hand out later. And we got pens, ink pens we'll hand out to everybody, and uh, little things about the church. And so so we'll be handing those out to everybody that comes up. 
And it's just always a good time. And it's supposed to be gorgeous weather. I think high like 70 or something Saturday. So it's going to be great. Good day to come out. Um, and then on the 29th of this month, we're going to have a trunk or treat mini fall festival here. So um, if, if you want to participate in the trunk or treat part, I've never done one before. I guess you're supposed to decorate your trunks up and give candy out. And I just open the lid and give candy out. I mean, that's what I was going to do. But, so I found out this morning there's more to it than that. I did not know. Um, of course, yeah. But, uh, but so if you want to give candy out of, and participate in that, then we'll park up here and you pr- bring your own candy. The church has got some, but we're not going to provide candy for every vehicle that's out there. I don't think that that's uh, feasible. So, so there's plenty of candy you can buy everywhere right now, so do that. And we're going to check on some games and stuff and um, for people that come, not just to drive through and get candy, but, uh, but um, you know, have a little fun time while they're here also. So we'll work on that. So that's, that would be from 5 to 9 that evening, that Saturday evening on October 29th. So remember that. And I think that's all of the announcements. Um, and as far as the fish fry that was up there on the 16th, the church will provide the fish and and we'll have chicken, fried chicken also, because I know there's some people that don't like fried fish. I don't know why, but they don't. Um, and then y'all just bring the trimmings, you know, bring slaw. But, and we'll have hush puppies too. The church will do the hush puppies. And if you want to bring French fries, you can bring some of those and whatever else you want to bring with it, dessert, food-wise, and we'll just have a big day um, in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to that. All right, well, let's receive our offering. Amen. Yeah. Mm. As we uh, get ready to receive our offering this morning, we want to continue to pray for Miss Pat Foster. You know, last Sunday she went to Arizona. Her sister did pass away. She's on her way back now. Um, I texted her, I think it was yesterday or Friday, and she was coming back today. So we want to pray for her and her family still, pray for you know, for her safe travels back home from Arizona. Uh, Miss Bonnie Hughes that sits up here at the front, she is at Coleman Regional again. We found out yesterday evening late um, with some, some issues that they're working on. And so remember her as we pray this morning and throughout this week. And then my nephew Trendon um, heard earlier that he was having stomach issues, so they asked for us to, to pray for them this morning. So, um, so let's pray and we'll receive our offering. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just love you and we praise you and thank you for this day and this time together we've had already. God, we know your Spirit's here moving through hearts and lives this morning. And Father, we just pray that people open up and receive what you have today, Father, that they get blessed by this, that you are blessed through us, God, doing what you've told us to do. And and Father, being obedient to your word. God, we just uh, bring these needs to you right now. We pray for Miss Pat. Uh, Foster and her family this morning. You continue to comfort them through this grieving time of loss of that loved one and that sister, the mother. Um, Father, that you just be with them right now. God, be with her, Miss Patty. She's on her way back from out there today. That you just watch over and keep her safe and her angels and camp around about her. We thank you for that. We pray for Miss Bonnie this morning. You continue to touch and heal her. God, the things that's going on in her body, they figure these things out. Father, we know that you are the, the ultimate physician. And God, we know and believe, and I know she does, that she is healed by the stripes of Jesus. We just agree with her right now that she is healed. We thank you for that. Thank you, God, that you were trending this morning. You're touching him. God, heal him of these stomach issues that's going on. And, God, he can get up and do the things that he needs to do and wants to do. And we thank you for that. God, we just ask that you, uh, with this time together this morning, you with me, Father, that you give me the words, that I be the vessel that, that you use this morning to 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 speak your word and the things that you have to say. And, God, people will open up their hearts and minds to receive, God, and, and hear and understand everything that's said here this morning. We thank you for that. Thank you, God, that you just with these tithes and offerings this morning, that you touch and bless, and that you move in each and every one of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Y'all come ahead.
Amen. All right. Well, children can go to children's church. Got quite a few of them this morning. So Hallie and Ariana, our short-timer Ariana, Trevor made it finally to Japan. So he is in Okinawa right now. And he is, she should know something possibly Tuesday. They told him it would be, could be pretty quick that she would be going. So I said, good, you need to go be with your husband. She said, you're trying to kick me out of the house. I said, no, you're a married woman. You shouldn't be living there. You've been married almost a year and have not lived with your husband. So you need to live with your husband. So it's nothing about getting her out of my house. It's getting her where she needs to be and her and her husband to be together. So, um, all right. Turn to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17, and we'll read our, uh, our main text this morning. We, we're going to continue in the freedom and the power that we have in the Holy Spirit in that discussion. You know, last week we, uh, we discussed the fruits of the Spirit, didn't we? Those fruits and those things. How many besides me had a chance, an opportunity to walk and move in the flesh? All right, well, there's some of us. You don't know. So, so if you didn't, then that means you done you produced the spiritual fruit out of your life in every situation like you were supposed to. I wish I could raise my hand on that one, but I can't. I did not produce love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control at every point in my life as I should have this week. Is God mad at me? No. Is He mad at you? No. Is He, is he going to... You know, make bad things happen in your life today or this week because you didn't do produce all these things? No, He's not. That's what that grace is for. That's what His mercy is for, right? That way when He knows we're going to mess up, we can uh, have that grace and He's cover us. The song that was playing was grace upon grace and more grace. His grace and His mercy is new every morning, right? His mercy is new every morning. And so, you know, we want to talk about the liberty that we have in the Holy Spirit. In 2 Corinthians 3 and 17, now, the Lord is a Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. There's freedom. There's freedom here. You felt that this morning. I felt the presence of God here this morning. I feel Him right now. And His Holy Spirit here moving and, and working in my life. If not, I would not have the boldness to stand up here. I would not have the wherewithal to say the things that He wanted me to say if His Spirit wasn't alive and producing in me. And neither would you. And, and, and that goes along with some of these gifts we're going to talk about as we go on this morning. And, and so he, we know He's going to produce things out of our life. But, and He wants to. The Spirit wants to produce those things because the Spirit lives in us. We're, we're one. We talked about last week how that if we're in the Spirit and the Spirit's in us, right? The Spirit dwells in us that we're one with Him. We just use the example of our clothes. It's one with me right now. It goes where I go. And then so we need the Spirit moving and working in our life each and every day. If not, then when those times come up where we want to have the works of the flesh come out and manifest in our life, that's what will happen every time. Those anger, those times, those arguments, those, all these troubles and trials and temptations. And the temptation is not the sin. It's us giving in to the temptation that's the sin. The temptations are going to come. But we can, through the mighty Spirit of God working in us and through us, overcome those things overcome them. And so that's where we need to be in the liberty that He gives us to move around each and every day in our Christian life. In our Christian life. In our, in our spiritual life. Sure, we move around free in a free nation. and But we, we bind ourselves with all the stuff around us to where we don't live freely in the life that we said we give to God and that He works through us. Because we let all the other stuff around us keep us bound down and those chains that we sung about. And, and different things not... Let us live the free life that we're supposed to. So there's freedom and power like we've never known in our lives and can be there and wants to be there working through us when we say, Holy Spirit, move in my life. Holy Spirit, work in my life. Holy Spirit, today I'm getting up. Today it's Sunday. Holy Spirit, I want you to work and move in my life. It's Monday. i got the same prayer Monday, Tuesday, through Saturday as I do today. That's where we got to be. And throughout the day, when times come up at work, at school, at home, and different things, we can go and say, Holy Spirit, I need you to lead me right now. I need you to fill me up and only say what you would have me to say so I can produce those fruits out of my life. That's where He wants us to be, and that's where we got to be. If we're going to grow in, 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 our, in our walk with God and our relationship with God, we've got to come to a point to where we're there every time something comes up in our life. 
Every time. I, I forgot this morning, and I, I meant to write it down, but we want to pray for Laura and Thomas's dad and, and, and his, their family. They're in Florida there where the hurricane come through. And, and so, you know, they've talked to their dad, and they're all good except for one of your aunts, right? Is that what you said? They're all good. Okay. I mean, not, not that nobody's lost their life, but no power. You know, and I think now they've got a stove where they can cook some, but still, levee broke, flooded. So we want to pray for them. So I'm going to stop right now and pray. I apologize. I had that. So I want to pray right now because we need to pray for them. That's a bad situation down there. They have a lot of destruction, a lot of things going on. So, Father, we come right now, and we just lift up Thomas and Laura's dad to you and their family, their aunts, and the whole people around in that neighborhood and, and what's going on in that whole area, Father, that you just touch and move. God, that you um, give the ability to the workers to restore power like they need to. And, these, and Father, the waters recede, and, and no more destruction goes on. And we thank you, God, that you're touching and moving, and, and Father, and working in this whole situation. God, that you just touch and bless right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So I remember that this week as you, and when you pray. Pray for all those down there and, and it impacting here also. It's, it, it families and different things. It's impacting all around. <clears throat> Where was we at? All right. So in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 and 23, I want to read over these real quick about these fruits of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit... The fruit that comes out of you that you, you should be producing every day in your life. Every day. There's no season that, that you should not produce fruit out of your life. It's not like a normal tree. It's not like well, we're only going to produce in spring, summer, and fall and they get to harvest and in the wintertime we're dead. It's nothing like that. We should produce all the times of our life. Every day. Because why? Because we're in Christ Jesus. Christ is in us, working, and the Spirit's moving through us. So we should be producing this love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. None of these. Can any man tell us we can't produce in our life? None of them. Only ones that stop us is us. We can't blame it on nobody else. Satan gets a lot of credit for what we know we have the power over to stop, and we don't stop. You know, Jesus or God talked and, and back in Zechariah chapter 4. The Holy Spirit, and I've said He's been around since the beginning of time. When God said His Spirit moved over the waters, right? Over the face of the deep. He's been there the whole time. His power's been there. And, and we don't understand the power and the freedom that we have because if Jesus, if He would have came and then left, we would have still been praying to a living God but the power that He left with us. And said, said, the power that you can have because I'm leaving this Holy Spirit with you to where you can kind of tap into some of this power that, that, that I have and you can have everything that I have. And, and so we cannot do any of this stuff on our own merit, on our own strength. And, and so Zechariah was a prophet back, back in the Old Testament. And in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6 and this goes on into a lot of different areas. I just picked this out because it's, it's, it's just as much now as it was for then. Okay? I, I mean, you can read this and, you know, you can dissect the other verses before it and after this whole book. Okay? This is just one little excerpt of it. We ain't got time to get into that today or the next couple months. It would be a long, a long series if we got into everything that was going on then. He said, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. He said, not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So by His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that's what it's about. We're not going to do it by our might. We're not going to do it by our power. The only way we're going to live this Christian life that we're supposed to each and every day is through the Spirit of God. It's through the Holy Spirit. That's the only way we can do it. That's the only way we're going to overcome all the temptations, all the tricks, all the schemes of the devil is the only way. And, and Paul mentions that again and over in Ephesians chapter 6. Well-known, well-known scripture. We all know this about the armor of God. And we should be, as long, along with our prayer every day, that Holy Spirit fill us up. When we do that, we're essentially putting on that armor of God. We're doing that. We're putting on and we need to say, hey, I want, I want my life to be covered by God each and every day. Everywhere I walk, everywhere I go, everybody knows that I'm a child of God no matter what's going on around me. But in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, 
He says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, of His might, of His will, of His way, of His Spirit. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you will be able to stand against the wiles, the tricks, the schemes of the devil. For we are also not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. It says there again, therefore take unto you the whole armor of God. The whole armor, because our armor, if we look at a soldier, his armor is not complete it's unless he's got everything on. If he don't have his helmet on and he goes out to battle and nowadays and there's guns, back then there was just swords and arrows and stuff, and he gets, he gets hit in the head with something, it's not going to be as good as when he had his helmet on, right? If he didn't have his bulletproof vest on, that breastplate, then, then when he gets shot in the chest, it's going to kill him. But with that bulletproof vest on that they make them now, when he gets shot, they can withstand those shots. And it's no different in our spiritual life. If we leave something off, if we try to do this one area on our own, the devil's shooting right there at us. He's shooting at us right there because that's our weak point. He knows it is. And so he's trying to hit us right there to where he can get to us to bring us, to, to make us doubt, to make us, you know, misunderstand God's word, to make us, you know, whatever going on in our life. He wants to hit us in those weak spots. But he goes on and says, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day. I love this. I always have. And having done all to stand. Having done all to stand. How many felt like that you've done all that you could to stand in situations? Right? You're like, do I got to keep standing? Do I got to keep going on? Do I, does, does it look like, when is it going to get better? I can't tell you that. I can't tell you what the Word of God says. It says, having done all to stand. Next verse. What's that first word say? Stand. Having done all to stand, keep standing. Having done all that you think you can in this situation and you think it looks grim, there's no hope, there's nothing but despair around, he says keep standing. But don't stand there alone. Don't stand there just by yourself. Don't stand there and just wonder what's going to happen like you're looking at a, at a block wall and don't know what to do. And you don't, but you know that God's with you. That's where we're going to stand. He said, stand therefore, having, having. That means you've got to have something with you besides you. You can't do it alone. You don't need to do it alone. Too many of us try to do it alone that have, that have been Christians for years and years and years and still try to stand alone when times get tough. But when we do that, we're not going to stand like we need to and we're going to give up eventually. He says, stand therefore. Where was we at? Sorry. Having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So we're girding up our loins. We got our belt on. We got our breastplate on. You know, when, when, they, when, when I look, I, you know, being son and, and the son-in-law in the military, and we all see that, when they put their belt on, they have different kinds of things around their belt, don't they? The police officers, you see them. They've got guns and ammos and handcuffs and everything they need around their belt. Right? Everything they need. And then you see them around here, the police officers especially, when they have their breastplate on or their vest on, it's got more stuff on there where they can just pull out what they need to when they need to do it. And so that's the way we have to do the Word of God, this Word of truth. Having, our, having girded up our waist with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod, having put on our feet, and having prepared ourselves with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Having put on those things, that way when we walk, where we walk, where we're standing, we know that the peace of God that passes all understanding can be in our hearts and lives forever. And that we know that no matter that the situation doesn't look better, I know that I'm still standing on the Word of God. And I'm still speaking truth. And I'm still, I still know the truth. And I still know that one day that I can't see it, it's going to happen. Whether in this life or not, I know that I've done what I'm supposed to and trusted God no matter what. So everywhere I go, I can say, and my feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Then it says, above all, taking the shield of faith. Taking that shield. 
We never see a picture of a warrior in the, in the, in the Bible times or in those old times that went out hardly that without a shield, right? They had something they could put up. And that shield of faith they can put up knowing that, hey, I don't know what, where it's coming at me or how it's coming at me or when it's coming at me, but I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready. Because my faith in God is strong enough to know that whatever happens is still going to happen, but I know that He's going to take care of me through it. I know that, that He's going to be there no matter what, and I can hold up that shield, and I can raise that shield, and we can raise that hallelujah, right, like we sung about this morning. In the presence of what's going on, whatever's happening in our life, we can raise up that hallelujah and know that God's still in control and He's still taking care of us. So it says, above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, all the darts of the devil, every one that comes along, every temptation, every trial, every trouble, every family issue, every personal issue, every mental issue, everything that comes along, we'll be able to take care of it because we got the shield of faith. Because we can quench all those fiery darts. We can quench all those things. And, and God working through us and His Holy Spirit and the power that we have inside of us working through us. And the helmet of salvation. I said that helmet. The helmet of salvation. Why? Because it all, it, a lot of it starts right here, doesn't it? We talk about it a lot. I, that, you know, we deal. We talked about it last week. I read that out of the message translation. We bring our mental and emotional garbage with us all the time. Right? It's right here. Our mental garbage. We lose the battle a lot of times. We ain't lost the war because we know the war has been won by God. Jesus won the war when He died on the cross and said, it is finished. And, and He gave us the keys of, of, of power and to the hell and to everything to overcome everything. But we lose it a lot of times right here because we can't get out of our own head. We can't get out of our own thoughts because all we see is what's going on in front of us and when our eyes see it, that's what we think about. When we see through our natural eyes, that's what we see, that's what we think, that's all we know, that's all we can believe, because we're not seeing through the eyes of faith. Because our helmet of salvation is not where it needs to be. Sure, we know we're saved, but then we doubt these other things that go along. And that doubt starts here. The doubt starts in our mind. That helmet of salvation will keep those, you know, it says the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and, and the principalities and powers, and that's all in the spiritual realm. And they're all trying to fight right here, in and out, all the time. You're thinking right now things in your life, what, what's going wrong, what can I do here, how can I do this. Some of you may just, I mean, most guys are simple, most of us. Wow, I'm going to eat for lunch today, you know. And I'm not saying that's a thought of the devil. Sure, I was thinking it too. But, you know, we think of those things and those thoughts come. Thoughts come. Thoughts are still going to come. But when we have the helmet of salvation, and it goes further, and the sword of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the sword of the Spirit. I've never, and you've never watched it either, if somebody is in armor and they've got a sword and a shield, and they're going in battle against someone, are they retreating, are they? That sword of the Spirit, we can look at it. All these other things are defensive modes, right? The shield of faith, or that shield, when they look up, they're in defensive mode because they've got the shield up. But when they got that sword out, and they're confident that their sword can overcome that that's going on, listen, the sword puts us in an offensive mode. We can run to the battle. We can run through the problems. We can overcome those things because we've got all this other stuff to help protect us. But we've got that sword. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And these things out of here, I mean, it's like I said before, I could throw it and it wouldn't do no good. I could hit somebody with it and it would hurt them for a minute. But these things we speak out of here, that we learn in here, goes further than this, spirit, than this physical realm into the spiritual realm to where we can just, just hey, take that, Satan. Take that. These thoughts you're putting in my mind, it doesn't matter. I know who I am through Christ Jesus. I can speak the Word of God and say, no, no, every thought I bring right now to captivity. Just like Paul said in Corinthians, he said, every thought, every thought bringing into captivity under the submission of Christ, under Him, every one of them. 
And so when we do that, we're using the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We're on that offense. We've got the devil on the run. And sure, it may not seem like we do every day, and he's coming back at us because that's what he's going to do. That's what he's programmed to do. Because he tried to overtake God himself. God, he tried to be better than God. So if he's, if he's, if he's ballsy enough, excuse me, I tried to think of another word, that's why I stopped for a second. If he's arrogant enough to try to take over God Himself that created this whole universe, us breathe the breath of life into man. If he's arrogant enough to do that, what makes you think he's, he's scared of us right now? Right? He's a ruler of this world as we know it. He's a ruler of this earth. But Jesus came. Jesus came. And he said, listen, I'm not changing all the other stuff that's going on right now, but I am changing who has power and who doesn't. And you have power. You have power over the devil that tried to defeat God, but you have power over him. But we don't take that power because we don't rise up in the name of Jesus and use the sword of the Spirit. Too many people in the body of Christ are still on the defensive and retreating back because they're not using the sword, which they, which they need to. But why? Because they don't know it. They depend on this time for me to get up and read a few verses. And then don't pick it up the rest of the week. And it, and it lays there. And it just sits there. And then we wonder why everything in our house and home is going wrong. Because both parties are not doing what they're supposed to do. Children are not doing what they're supposed to do because they don't see mom and dad living the life that they're supposed to be living. Except on Sundays when it looks good. What about the other days? Sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The freedom and the power that we have through the Spirit is found right here in the Word of God. And you're not going to know it unless you read it and study it. That's the only way we're ever going to know anything. Just like in school, you've got to read and study to understand what's being taught to you. You've got to read and study the Word of God to know what He has for us. Because Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, talking about the Word of God again, it says, For the Word of God is living and powerful, sharper, than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So it's physical and spiritual, right? It's both of them. Division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Anything that we think we can defeat Satan with, we're not going to do it without the Word of God. He said you will overcome them by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus said for us and the word of our testimony. Our testimony is that He saved us. I give my life to Him. So now I have power to overcome all these thoughts, all these things, live free and, and through the Spirit of God working and moving in my life. Because we're not our own anymore. Too many, especially, I mean, adults. I'm just my own person. I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. I can do what I want to. I'm out of the house. I don't... I don't live under mom and daddy's rule no more. I can marry it. I can do what I want to do. You're, you're a child of God. Then you cannot do what you want to do. You can, but you're not going to be, you're not going to live like a child of God's supposed to live. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul here earlier in this chapter is talking about sin and the law and, and how we can sin and, you know, different things. But he, he talks, he goes into how we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We'll read these few verses right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 15. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? We're members of Christ. We're the body of Christ. As we, you hear it said a lot, we're the body of Christ. Not the church, organization, whatever. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. And we're going to talk more today and next Sunday about the body of Christ and those gifts of the Spirit and different things. He says, Shall I take then members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. So we don't want to take what Christ has and pervert it in any way, right? We shouldn't be taking anything of ourselves and perverting it in any way, shape, or form in this world or whatever. Because he goes on to say, Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? We're all adults. You know what he's talking about. Okay? I ain't got to draw it out. But, um, but he who's joined with the Lord 
or he says, sorry, for the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So flee sexual immorality. Sex in this world sells, doesn't it? You can't watch a commercial. You can't watch hardly anything. That something sexual is not in whatever you're watching on TV. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. If you're watching a football game, half-naked cheerleaders out there, in the stands, or men, whatever, it doesn't matter. Sex sells. Why? Because the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So we're joined with the Lord in one spirit within. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does outside the body is outside the body. But he who commits a sexual immorality sin against his own body. So he goes on to say, or do you not know that your body, your body. People say, well, I can do all this to my body because it's mine. Can you? You can. But is it? Paul even says at one point, everything is lawful, but everything's not edifying, right? We can do a lot of stuff because we live in a free country. You can do and choose not to, to walk in the flesh, you walk in the spirit as we talked about. God will allow you to do that. There's consequences to everything. Regrets for things. So when we do things because we're free and we can do what we want to, there's a time where you sit down and you're like, I wish I hadn't have done that. I know Gabby, I love her. She's Everybody loves Gabby. I hope they do. I know I do. She's a wonderful wife. 24 years ago today, we went on our first date. That's good that I remember that, ain't it? So, yeah, October 2nd, 1998. Peyton was six months old. We went to the movies and saw Rush Hour. Anyway, I can't remember what I ate for lunch yesterday, but I remember that. So she she got a tattoo right here, and it's just a cross, and it's about that big, and it says love or something like that. And she'll look at she did it, one of those things where she was like, all right, and Ariana wanted a tattoo. And I don't have any problems with tattoos, okay? If you want a tattoo, that's between you and God. I don't want one. I have no desire to get one. I know people that's got tattoos from all over. I ain't pointing at them. Are looking over that way. But if they do, they're not going to hell because they got a tattoo. Because it's what God's looking on the inside, okay? But it's talking about these regrets. She's got, she's got that little tattoo right there. And I'm sure most of you have seen it. But it's nothing bad. It just says love with a cross. But she looked at it and said, like, I wish I had done that. It's just those regrets. Just those things like, why, why did I do that? And, and we all got that, no matter what it is in our life. So our body that you... Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? That's who we are. If you are a child of God, if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are that temple. So everything we do now should be, hey, I need to watch that. I need to watch what I put in, what I consume, not only food-wise, television, phone, social media, whatever, because we're consuming in here, we're still the temple from head to toe. We think of that, we just think of our, our stomach region. What we put in our mouth. No, whatever we put in, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. He resides in here. Our body is made up of spirit, soul, and body, right? So your body, you got a spirit. you got a soul. you got a heart. And then spirit and the soul, that's, our soul is going to heaven, correct? When we leave this world, we leave this world, our soul, if we're saved, is going to heaven. So the whole, with spirit, soul, and body. So we're three different beings made up in one. And, and so who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. You're not your own. So if we say again that we're our own person, we're our own man, our own woman, whatever, you're wrong. You're not your own. You're bought with a price, as this next one says. For you were bought with a price. What was that price? Jesus on the cross. That was the price we were bought with. Somebody had to give his life, shed blood, so we could be bought with a price. Not that we're a slave to him. We do it because he loved us. That's why we love him. He says, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Spirit, soul, and body are God's or should be. Right? We are not our own person. We are bought with a price. So we should live every day that we're a bought person through the blood of Jesus Christ. When we do that, then these fruits will come out of us more. Then these things will come out and people will know, hey, they're a child of God. Not that we go out preaching, not that we go out condemning others, none of that. It's all going to be good stuff that comes out. 
The goodness of God brings men to repentance, right? The goodness. So when the goodness flows out of us and those good things flow out of us, people will know, hey, they're a child of God. They're living free through the Spirit of God which dwells inside them. They're not their own. They're not their own. They were bought by the blood of Jesus. They gave their life to Him because He gave His life for us. And that's why we need to live our life every day and change our thought process of who we are and know that we, who we are in Christ Jesus. That's who we got to know every day. And the only way we're going to know that is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's all on how we're going to know it. So we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Think about that. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're not just some void inside. He lives inside of us. He wants to produce out of us what's on the inside of us. So because Jesus died for us, we should want to glorify God in everything. Everything that's in us, we should have that longing and want to and forget all of our fleshly desires and those things that come along. So I want to talk just a few minutes and we'll carry it on next Sunday in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Because of the freedom that we have through the Holy Spirit and the power. I said when we first started this two or three weeks ago that we're going to talk about fruits of the Spirit. And then we're going to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, and so we're going to talk about some about those things this morning. Time's running short. And, and so I want to get just, we'll, we'll start in that. And I challenge you, read 1 Corinthians 12 this week. This is a study of your own. Figure out, go to other verses and other things that's talking about these things. And don't go into it with the mindset, well, I was talking about speaking in tongues. Somebody got to speak in tongues and give, a, give interpretation of tongues. We're, we're going, we'll talk about that, but we're going other places besides because there's other gifts right there that it talks about. There's other things that it talks about. It talks about us as the, the body of Christ and, you know, the hand not doing, you know, and all these things that we make up the body of Christ. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1, Paul is saying here to these that are in Corinth. He says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. I mean, does everybody know that ignorant does not mean stupid? Right? It means unlearned. It means you don't know because you haven't been taught and you don't understand. And so when we get into this chapter, there's so many denominational differences on this. There's differences in opinions right here in this church, and we're non-denominational. Okay? There's differences and different things. And if we get into that, then we're getting into the flesh. If we bring, if we have everybody's differences and we clash on that, then we're forgetting Jesus and what He done for us. And we're bringing everything into this right here. But churches that split over it, churches argue over it, you know, this denomination says, no, there ain't, there ain't no more. This denomination says Jesus is just your conscience, or the Holy Spirit's just your conscience. And, and, you know, dumbing down the power of the Holy Spirit is because a lot of us are ignorant to what these gifts are and to how they work and move in our life. Now, I've been fortunate, and most of you, and the ones that have been here a long time, have been fortunate to be under teaching that's taught on these gifts and taught biblically that sound doctrine and things on these and not a lot of opinions that come around. And, and so, but there's a lot of those out there. So let's read on. He says, you know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. So we were Gentiles. We still are, but we're now we're joint heirs with Jesus. We were unsaved, not in the body of Christ, carried away by all the things of this world. This is what he's talking about. If we look at it present day. So now that we're in the body of Christ, we shouldn't be around these dumb idols, these, dumb, these idols that don't speak. These things that we worship in our life that we're not going to take with us and it's not going to help us in this world at all in the spiritual system. So, these dumb idols. He says, therefore I'll make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit. And every time he says Spirit, here's the Holy Spirit, okay? Every time. He says, by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse or says anything bad about Jesus or disbelieves Jesus. If you're speaking and you're full of the Holy Spirit and you're talking about Jesus, everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be truth. Everything's going to be honest. Everything's going to be lovely and pure and all those things when you're speaking about Jesus. But, and no one who can say that Jesus is Lord except for the Holy Spirit. So, or except by the Holy Spirit. So when we say Jesus is Lord, Holy Spirit's in our life. That's not just something we say. If you ask somebody if they've been saved and they say, well, I went to vacation Bible school when I was 12. They're not speaking to the Holy Spirit. More than likely, they don't know what 
being saved and a child of God is. They, they went to vacation Bible school that their mother or grandmother made them go to a long time ago, and they felt that they were saved through that. So you've got to confess your sins. Right? Confess them. Then he'll forgive you. Confess that he is Lord. So it goes on. It says there are diversities or difference of gifts but the same Spirit. So this is not the different nominations. This is not difference of opinions. This is, this is different spiritual gifts that are in the body of Christ because we all can't do the same thing. Right? If we all wanted to be pastors and preachers, then nobody would be here listening, would they? Because they all know everything. I think they do. Don't want to listen to nobody else because we know it. You've got to listen to what I say. All different diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. So they're different gifts. They're things we need to do. Then we need to know where our gift lies in the body of Christ, what He has for us in the body of Christ. And so let's read on right here, these next couple of verses. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but the same God, who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So just because there's difference in gifts, there's the same Spirit, same God, same Jesus. But the manifestation, the manifestation is what produces out, okay? When we fully say, hey, Holy Spirit, fill me up, and we're in a place like this, come together in one accord, just like the disciples was in, in the upper room, what's the one thing, the first thing it says, they were together in one accord, in one Spirit, and one mind, all wanting the same thing. When we meet together here on Sunday mornings, we should be wanting the same thing, and that's the move of God, the move of the Holy Spirit, working in our life, working through here, not to make people fall out, not to make people run around, but know that God's working and moving in your life. Know that. And then that's why we should come here. And when we come here with those, those desires that we want God to move not only in my life, but everybody around us and have the same move of God, the manifestation of the Spirit will show up with different healings, different words from, of wisdom from God, different prophecies, different things like that when we show up and when we want to be in one accord as the Bible tells us to. Because there's manifestation of those things that don't come about in the body of Christ, in church, out of church, in your life, or whatever, because we're not in the same mindset we need to be. We don't have the helmet of salvation on like we need to. We're not living by the sword of the Spirit and the Word of God. And he goes on. I didn't got this up here, Cole. We'll read this just for a second. We'll talk more about next week. I'll leave you with this. This is in verse 8, verse 9. And we'll read through verse 11. So, if you got, if you got there and you turn your Bible, he says, For... One is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, by one and by the same, but one and the same Spirit works all of these, distributing to each individual as He wills. As He wills. A lot of us in the body of Christ, and I'm I'm speaking to me because I've rejected these things before, don't want the move of the Holy Spirit because we're scared of it. Because we're ignorant about it. Or because something that we saw in times past and we don't want to be that person. Right? And so we we don't let these things move and work in our life as the Spirit wants them to or wills them to or says, hey, I need to use you right now. You need to go speak to this person about this right here because this is going on in their life and I want them to know that I know what's going on and they need to change. That's a word of wisdom. That's a word of knowledge. That's God using some one of us to go to somebody else and, and speak that. And say, oh, I couldn't do that. You can. When... You know that you're full of the Holy Spirit and you're walking in that and living in that and know that the Spirit wants to work in you just like He does me, just like He does Daddy, Pat, anybody else that J.J., Brad, that's called to preach. Okay? We're called to that. You're called to live like the body, like, like God tells us to also. We're no different. We fall and falter every day just like you do. 
But we get back up because we know God's working and moving in our life. And we want His Spirit to work and move and manifest things in our life. I couldn't stand up here and preach these things if the Holy Spirit did not tell me these things to say. I promise. Okay, I've said that before. There, I, I, I do studying during the week. I don't get up here and just, Holy Spirit, just leave me. And I open my Bible and start talking. I have pages of notes that I sit there and type out during the week. Why? Because I want to know that Holy Spirit, give me something. I want to put it down here to where I can say it out. It's not just for me. It's for the body of Christ. It's for each and every one of us. Read these things this week. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 because we're going to talk more about it next week. We're going to dive more into these gifts and what these different things mean. And Because I, I don't want a spirit of confusion here at this church. You should not want it in your life. And everybody needs to understand that there's more to being a Christian than coming to church on Sunday morning or coming to group whatever small group you attend on Wednesday night. There's more to that. It's every day of our life. 24-7, it should never stop. It should never change what God wants to do through us. So read these things this week, and we'll come back next week. We'll discuss them. you got questions after this, then we want, I want to tie everything that's in here to our everyday life is what I'm trying to do and how we should live and move and let God work through us. Okay? All right, we all stand this morning. And you know that you're not letting God work and move in your life as you should because you want to hold on to some fleshly desire, some fleshly thing, then today's the day where you need to lay it down. All right, and lay those things down. I mean, you need to repent of them, ask God for His complete and total forgiveness, and walk away from them no matter what it is, big or small, because it may be small to somebody that, that's not dealing with it, but you that's dealing with it, and you that have it right there in your mind and your thought process every day, that's big, and that's a mountain in your life that you need to get rid of. And the Holy Spirit will help you know how to get rid of those things and how to overcome those things. And, and so we need to... Make sure that, that we're walking and moving as God wants us to. If you're here today and you've not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to come back to Jesus and renew and rededicate that relationship with Him till we can walk in the Spirit as we need to and live the life that He's called us to live. So y'all, y'all pray this morning and, and check, you know, ask God to, to show you these things in your life. If you need prayer for healing, then as, as the music plays, spend this time.